Welcome back to the Dancer's Choice Podcast. I'm Riley and here to do another little mini episode this week. Um, With the new year upon us, I know a lot of people are feeling their new year's resolutions, new year, new me, and we all know that that's usually associated with either A, a new workout plan, a fitness routine, B, healthy eating, or see like crazy lifestyle change. I just want to preface this episode by saying that just because it's a new year and the date on the calendar changed doesn't mean that you have to completely change your lifestyle. Now, if you want to, amazing. I'm here for it. It's something that I actually want to step into this year. But if you are happy with where you're at and the routine and lifestyle choices that you're making are making your body feel good, making your mind feel good, you are happy with where you're at, there is no reason to feel like you have to change something just because it's a new year. Now, for me, I have always been, I don't want to say always, probably since like I was 15, 16, started really diving into the fitness world. And for those of you who don't know me, I've been a pure bar instructor for the last two and a half years. So work within the fitness realm. And I've had a lot of clients coming up to me recently saying that they want to up their plan for the new year or, you know, increase the classes they're coming to. Um, You know, they've got certain physique goals and fitness goals that they want to maintain. So they're asking me how they can make it happen. And I thought it it sparked an idea for an episode because I know that, especially a lot of dancers, you know, we try to keep up with the dancer physique outside the dance. And I think it's just important to make sure we're doing it, A, in a healthy way, and that B, with the new year, you know, we're not going from zero to 100. And I think the fitness world is a lot of like, go hard, go home, you know, all or nothing mentality. But a lot of those approaches are not sustainable. So wanted to take some time, just a little short and sweet episode to walk through a list of things of how to get back into your workout routine, how to find a sustainable um, workout regimen, whatever that may be for you. So for me, for example, I used to go to the gym, had a gym membership in Pittsburgh. Since moving back to Nashville, there wasn't really one close by and we have a home gym. So I was like, there's no point in paying for one if I have one at home you know, that post-college life budgeting. But for 2024, I'm really missing, you know, my usual lift routines. So all of my examples are kind of associated with that. But lots of clients that I've also talked to are saying, you know, they want to start upping their classes. So whatever workout it is for you, whatever um, path or approach you take, you can apply all these points to that. So just a quick little list of how you can get back into a workout routine, especially if you've been in a funk with workouts. I've kind of been going in and out with that, especially with the winter months. So I'm making this list for myself and just wanted to share it for anyone who's listening or might be interested. Once again, this is all coming from a healthy, positive intention. We are not here to work out to shrink our bodies. We are here to get strong both in mind and body. So Step number one, and I know I just mentioned this, is to start small. Okay. Once again, I said the zero to 100 mentality. If you go from not lifting at all to wanting to lift six times a week, your body is going to burn out or you're going to hurt yourself. Okay. So, and that goes for whether you're running fitness classes, you know, if you go from not taking class at all to now you're going to take every 6 a.m. class Monday through Friday, well, your body's now used to not used to like waking up that early or, you know, not fueling correctly. We'll go down there later down the line. Riley, stick to the point. Start small. So if you 
haven't worked out much, let's just start with two to three times a week. Maybe you're already doing it two times a week. Let's go up to four. Baby steps. You want to make sure you find something that you can maintain. Um, and even if you want to take that to the approach with time, so maybe it's not days a week, but maybe it's time of the workout. Let's just start with a 30-minute workout. 30-minute workout and maybe a 10 to 15-minute walk. Start small rather than saying, I'm going to go to the gym and do a two-hour lift. Okay, because once again, your body isn't used to that. You are going to risk injury and you want to make sure that everything you're doing, you're putting the quality of the movement, the form, the alignment of your body first, the safety of your body before you just go all the way in and risk increase, risk increased fatigue, injury, and honestly burnout. Like if you're not sustaining the workout, if you're not going to be able to maintain it over time, that's why so many fad and like crash diets don't work is because it's zero to 100. And then you can't maintain that over time. My second point is to start light. Now, this is more specific for if you're lifting. And I'm sure you could take it into a running approach, which I'll talk about here in a sec. But for anyone who's wanting to lift, um, I teach a bunch of functional strength-based training classes at Pure Bar. And I also see so many clients wanting to go straight for like the 15, 20 pounds, which is great. I love the ambition. But if you haven't started lifting the lighter weights to know what your body is capable of or can handle first, once again, you risk, maybe you can lift it, but you're doing it with improper form. So start with a lighter weight. Also, for me, more the mentality side of that is if I go for a heavy weight that I know maybe I used to be able to lift and then I can't because I've taken some time off, that messes with me mentally because I immediately feel discouraged. I'm like, well, I used to be able to, you know, do 70 pounds here, but today 45 feels so hard. Okay, ease into it. Also have to acknowledge that so many factors go into what your body's able to do at the gym or at the workout that day. Like how much sleep did you get the day before? Are you properly fueled? Are you hydrated? What's the weather like? Um, are you sick? Ladies, what time of the month is it? Like all of those factors are going to go into how your body shows up to perform. So please just stay mindful of that. So number one, just starting small with the frequency, how many times a week you're going, just stick with something you can maintain. Number two, start light. You don't have to jump to the heaviest dumbbell first. Make sure that you can like start to work your way up. Number three is you don't need to start in a new gym. Now, I'm all for having like a physical place to go to because if I'm just doing it at home, I'm less motivated. I love the idea of like having to get ready to go to the workout class, get ready to go to the facility, you know, pulling yourself together. I feel like there is a little more fuel under my fire when I know that like I've got to drive there. But at the same time, don't think that you need to be purchasing a gym membership in order to make this happen. Actually, one of my ins and outs of 2024 is I think at-home workouts are coming back. And that's because a 15 minute to 20 minute at home workout can be just as beneficial if you do, you know, one or two of those throughout your day as to, opposed to like just going to the gym for an hour. You know, you've got to be able to make it work with your schedule. That's besides the point. Know that like you have, you know, if you've got a gym at your apartment, use that. You can still get just as much, especially if you're just getting started. Don't be afraid to just use the resources you already have at hand. You know, get a few dumbbells to keep at your house or if you've got, you know, buy a yoga mat, buy some resistance bands. You can start small just to get your body used to moving. And then when you're feeling comfortable and you're feeling ready, you can go from the gym membership. Now, if you want to buy the membership right away, go for it. I'm not going to stop you. But I'm just saying, I feel like for me, at least I always felt this pressure, not necessarily pressure, but felt like the only way that I could get a good workout in was if I was, you know, paying a monthly subscription or membership. 
that's not the case. You know, there are so many resources we have now. You can Amazon equipment. So you have it at your house, like give yourself a little nook in your bedroom, what have you. Um, but just because your fitness routine doesn't look like the aesthetic influencers on Instagram, or just because you don't have like a high end facility that you go to doesn't mean that that workout isn't going to be valuable still. Um, so just want to put that out there. Now this point number four is fuel before, especially from the aspect of if it's been a while since you've had a strong, like a, a, a workout regimen or, you know, you haven't been consistent. So now you're trying to get consistent again. Um, for me, I'm pulling myself out of a workout rut. You know, you have to be fueled before because if it's been a while, you're going to fatigue faster because your body isn't used to it. So because you don't have consistency yet, it's going to feel very new to the body. Now, if you're going into a new workout with no fuel on board, no food in your stomach, that no hydration, that's also setting yourself up to fatigue so much faster. And once again, if your body is fatigued and you're not properly energized, you could risk injuring yourself because you're not crisp and clear and focused on the workout at hand. So there is nothing wrong. Even if you're getting up for a 5 a.m. workout, Dawson has mentioned this before, still get a little piece of toast, still eat a banana, still, you know, get your protein shake in. Doesn't mean that you have to have like a full on breakfast if you're doing a 5.30 a.m. workout, but something is better than nothing. And caffeine does not equal energy. Okay. That's empty energy. Yes. It's going to get you the jitters. It's going to get your heart rate up. That's what caffeine is there to do. That's what the pre-workout is there to do, but that is not replacing your carbohydrates, proteins, or fats that you're using to actually give you something to use in order to power your workout. So fuel before is point number four. Number five might be a little bit of a hot take, but ditch your Apple Watch fitness tracker, whatever it may be, because especially if you're starting from, you know, point one, square one, whatever it may be, if you're starting from the very, very beginning and you start to associate the success of your workout with the numbers that your watch or apps are telling you, it's you're going to feel a a lot more discouraged and b you'll start to associate every single workout with whether it was good or bad based on how many calories were burned, how many miles were run and you know what did your heart rate get to? I think it's more important to judge your workouts value worth based off how did you feel when you left the gym? You know, were you pushing a weight that's a little heavier than your comfort zone? You know, did you break a sweat? Sometimes some of my best workouts, I'm not leaving beat right in the face. So I think it's more important to focus on inward on how your body's feeling. And then, you know, when you start to feel more comfortable, maybe you do want your watch. Like I keep it more so just for the time when I'm walking, I love my watch just to see how many, like I love to get my steps in as long as it's not overly consuming you or becoming obsessive. But if I could go back and tell little Riley one thing, it would be she doesn't need a Fitbit in order to start going to the gym. And that's all I did. And then it became obsessed with it. And then the watch was all that mattered, not how I was feeling leaving the gym. If anything, I would be feeling more anxious because I was like, oh, I didn't get to a certain calorie point. Or I would stay at the gym longer because I hadn't reached my calorie goal for the day. So I was like, well, we're just going to keep moving until my app gives me that little red circle in the fireworks that says, congratulations, you achieved, like you closed all your rings. So you don't need an Apple Watch, a fitness tracker to start 
And if you are using it, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying be mindful that you don't start to associate the success of your training with the numbers on your watch. I believe that's point number five. Point number six, positive reinforcement helps. If anyone has read Atomic Habits, I just started reading it on my little iBooks app and associating some sort of positive reinforcement that like your reward for doing what you're doing. And this is more so if you're trying to build a habit or stay consistent is, okay, what's your one little bit of joy or that happy what's that little treat that's going to make you like feel good? And now I'm not saying that this has to be associated with food, but like for me, it's okay. I know I'm going to get my workout in. And then my little like happy moment is I'm going to make my coffee and go get ready for the day. Like after I got my workout in the morning, I go home, I make coffee, do skincare. And like, it's that refreshing moment. Like, yes, I did it. We're feeling good. We're feeling great. And now we go on. Now, some of you might just be thinking that's just standard habits. So you need to factor something else in. Um, something else would be like, I've heard a lot of girls say that if they get a cute workout set, then they're going to be more motivated to go to the gym because they get to wear it. I'm all here for it. I just switched a bunch of my workout clothes because, well, we had to throw out clothes that no longer fit you. Um, but now I like was determined to get only matching sets. So that way, if I'm ever in the mood, I'm like, Oh, we need a mood booster. I'm going to wear the matching set. You know, we all feel pulled together. So little things like that, even if it's uh, sometimes for me, it was like, I would go to the gym before work. And then I knew that if I woke up early enough, like if I got to the gym at 6am, I could get home by 730 and then still have time before work to be able to like have my me time. So that was something like my positive reinforcement with getting to the gym early or waking up early to make it happen. And I'm sure Dawson might have some points on this too, but I was like, okay, if we sleep in and we don't go to the gym till seven, then we are going to be going straight from the gym to work. But if I wake up on time when my alarm goes off, I know that in the back of my head, if I get up now, I get to the gym at 6 a.m., I will have my me time factored in before work happens. And I know that I will do better at work. I know I will start my day off on a better note. I know I'll be a little happier, a little calmer if I get that time in. So I'm not only getting in my workout, but I'm getting in my time to to read, to sit down, to, you know, decompress, to have my coffee, to make myself a breakfast and not feel so rushed in the morning starting my day off. So it's little things like that. It, just ask yourself, what's one way you can add some positive reinforcement in it, into it to establish that habit? It doesn't have to be anything big. And no, we're not earning food here. This isn't like, okay, if I go to the gym, I get to eat dessert tonight. No. It just, what little thing is going to like make you feel complete? You're like, oh, I did my workout and now I got this and now we're going to have a great day. I'm only a morning workout person. So if you're an evening workout person, add something in there. Maybe you do like a full everything shower afterwards. I also love how for so many girls, like our exciting moments of our day are like personal hygiene that I feel like if a guy were listening to this right now, they'd be like, okay, you're excited that you get to wash your face. They'll never understand and work your way up. My last point is going to be find a frequency you can maintain. And now I know I said that earlier, but I was like, okay, you can go like two times a week, three times a week. Don't just go into like six or seven times a week. Frequency can also be you're just doing it once a week. And I think that's something that we don't realize is like being consistent could be that you make this, you know, you go for a run every Tuesday. Sure, you're running one times a week, but if you're doing it every Tuesday at the exact same time, like that is still consistency. Or maybe you run 
on Tuesday and then the next week's Thursday, but your goal is to run one time a week and you're making it happen, it's okay. Like our lifestyles fluctuate, our schedules fluctuate, work comes up, life happens. So being consistent and getting yourself out of a workout rut doesn't have to mean that like you're doing it numerous times a week either. That if you're like, I just know that one time a week, I've got to do a leg day or one time a week, I want to try this one fitness class. Like I really want to try F45. Okay. If I tell myself I'm going to go once a week, even two times a month, that's great. It doesn't have to be crazy. And I think I've kind of lost track here. That's probably point eight, point nine. is if any influencer you're following is making you feel like your progress is not enough or making you feel like you aren't putting in enough effort, unfollow them. It is great to follow fitness influencers to get inspiration on what your workouts should be. Um, even like how to do proper form. There are some great accounts and I can link them in our post of like people that like share their workout routines and then show like how to do an RDL or how to do a proper chest press. That is great. But if you're following a fitness influencer, that's making you feel like your body isn't the right body to be doing this or making you feel like, oh, I don't look like her or you're comparing, you know, your body to hers or your fitness facility to theirs or you know your gym doesn't look as aesthetic as the other one it's making you feel like you're not doing enough or need to be paying more like you don't need to put a price tag on fitness and you also shouldn't be comparing you know what you're doing for your body to what someone else is doing for theirs it doesn't have to look picture perfect simply waking up and getting it done and making the promise to yourself that you are going to fill whatever goal you set is enough. It doesn't have to look like an Instagram highlight reel. And I think that's something that we really have to lose the expectation around when starting a fitness. Anyway, it's a quick little 20 minute episode. I just wanted to talk through some things. I hope you pace yourself. I hope that your why behind working out is a positive intention. Okay. 2024 is not the year to say you're going to the gym to like shrink your body. It's okay to have physique goals. Just make sure it's coming from a positive intention and that your mental health is not sacrificed for your physical physique. But that's that. Thanks so much for listening, y'all. This was a fun little mini episode and we will see you on Thursday. All the love. Lots of love.